and welcome to the SEO podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. Got that one backwards that time. Did I? Yeah. All right. Unknown SEO. Yeah. SEO Internet. Yeah. Close enough. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWebStyle. I am Charles Lewis, your internet marketing specialist. You are listening and potentially watching the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes. I guess that kind of inherently means we're the most popular SEO podcast on UStream. Definitely. We, we gotta be. We gotta yeah. be. Uh, I can't imagine that there's another one out because there. Because of you. You sitting right there, you over there, you right there, and all y'all watching. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, good news, no tears, but let's get to our format first. A tip from our last podcast. This is podcast number 138. Yep. Last podcast 137. The tip was for content Google loves. Excuse me, there was no comma there. For content Google loves, make it relevant, well formatted, and with a specific purpose in mind. Um, you know, they always say content is king. We always say keywords, keywords, keywords. Uh, make sure your content has a purpose uh, and uh, and make sure that Google loves it. Well, the content is definitely important, which is why on today we'll, we'll continue our discussion talking about content. Ooh, it's a teaser. Look yeah. at that. Um, remember, we are your friendly local neighborhood top position snatchers where our mantra is... Don't be a douche. Don't be a douche. That's yeah. not douche. Our transcriber keeps getting it to douche. Yeah, <laughs> Don't yeah. Be not, a douche. Not, not a douche. Being a douche is cool. Maybe. Depending on... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Depending on what kind of douche, douche you're talking, talking about. about. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be a douche. Um, a little bit of news because we actually have a whole lot of content we got to cover. Uh, Nevada gives the green light to self-driven cars. Nevada you know if that's the green light to self-driven. Cars. You know if that's you know that's yeah. that's been coming and people are their debate is are we actually gonna you know allow self-driven cars and sure enough they are going to. I think of of all places. Um, Nevada. Vegas. Yeah. It's probably a great place to have yeah. self-driven cars. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get in my car. What do you mean? I don't have to drive it? Woo! Mm-hmm. I, I think of, uh, what was the movie with Schwarzenegger? Um, um, uh, ter- the sixth. Uh, Terminator. Well, he was driving the car. Dude was driving, the cars was driving them. It was kind of like a futuristic movie. Oh, you're talking about Fifth Element. That Fifth was Bruce, Will- Bruce Willis. Bruce. No, not Fifth Element. I remember Fifth Element because Chris Tucker was in there and he looked crazy. Oh, yeah. This yeah. one has Schwarzenegger and. I, I can't. I'm drawing a blank. Anybody out there who knows, uh, if let you us know, know what movie I'm talking about. Yep. Um, all right. We've got a uh, review. I've been reading reviews from UK, from Australia. Uh, we're going to jump ahead to the US because uh, we thought this was really good. Uh, this is from Dwayne Reeves, who, by the way, we will be calling shortly after this podcast. Yeah, Punching the face to you. Boom. Uh, Timely and relevant is the title of the podcast. It says this podcast covers the nuts and bolts of SEO without the big pitch. They even offer free analysis at e webstyle.com because the search engines are constantly because the search engines are constantly changing the metrics they use to rank their site a dusty three-year-old book from Barnes and Noble just won't cut it hmm. if you want to read tomorrow yeah that's a hmm that's right yeah. uh, if you want to read tomorrow's newspaper today beat feet to this podcast I personally plan to punch them both in the face with my checkbook as <laughs> soon as they return my call tick tick Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> right, we're going to cut this short right about now. Yeah, we got to go. we got to make a phone call, as you, as you see. <laughs> punch uh, in the face to you, Mr. Rees. Uh, look out to get my call uh, probably within the next hour and a half. Um, and let's go ahead and do one more. We've got good stuff. This is from Jabberwocky. Jabberwocky. Uh, 999. <laughs> that's, that's the dance group, right, from uh, American Best Dance Crew, Jabberwockies. I have no First clue. First year is awesome. Anyway, uh, some very useful. Yeah, I have no clue about that. <laughs> Trust me, it was awesome. <laughs> 
I think they're in Vegas now, actually. Oh, so they can they don't drive. Of <laughs> uh, some very useful info and practical SEO tips. Some people comment on the banter, but I don't mind it. Makes it different from the others. Always pick up something of interest each episode. Who was that? That was uh, from Jabberwocky9999. Appreciate it. Hey, yeah. Quick, you know, we always ask for reviews. Uh, we really love and appreciate the iTunes reviews. And for those of you who are submitting Google reviews, we appreciate those as well. And uh, I want to ask for something else right here. Okay. People who review us, first off, thanks for the review, but send us your site. Because usually if you're listening to an SEO podcast like ours, then chances are you have a business and you have a site. And that's the reason you're listening or watching this podcast is to update the marketing on your site. Send it to me. I like to check it out, do an analysis on it, um, and we'll send you some, some free tips, information on, on what, what you can do to um, increase your ranking. Send us some tips. Yeah, right? send us tips. Right? Yeah. If you've got something that you've tried that you didn't know about, send it to us. And you can let us know. Don't let, don't let it know. You know, don't put it on air if you think it's a, you know, a really proprietary. But, you know, we'll hit you back and say, yeah, we think that's a great idea. Or, you know, that was irrelevant to the process that, you know, yeah. it probably ha- didn't have the effect that you think it did. It was something else. Or well, we tried it and got this result. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Be careful. That might get you banned. <laughs> By the way, we haven't had anybody banned, but, you know, we do know people who have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you got to watch out for that. What do we got next? I, I think got some, I uh, let me get to my Twitter shout outs. All right. My Twitter punch in the faces. Uh, a few people, man. Shout out to... Shout out. Punch in the face. Yeah, punch in the face. To I'm going to have to kick you in the shins <laughs> if you do that again. Kick in the shin. Yeah, punch in the face to kicking lizards. We yeah. put up a, a, a e-web uh, glossary. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. So, Carl Stevenson. Um, that's at CStevenson77. Um, he's downloaded. I think he was listening to 133 at the time. So, um... Punch in the face to you. Got Jeremy Picker. That's at JW Picker. Um, appreciate you listening and supporting. Um, Artist Works Inc. At Artist Works. I think he's doing some pretty cool stuff over there. I took a quick glance at his site, so I'll probably reach out to you a little bit later. And um, and Dave Gibbons. That's at Dave2511. He actually asked a question, which I didn't print. But his question was... Um, he, this is the Twitter question. Okay. So I'll get oh, to that question. and then we'll okay, hit yeah. the other questions. Dave's question was um, on an e commerce site, how big of an issue is duplicate content? Great yeah, question. Yeah, I remember something in yeah. there talked about um, if you're using some of the manufacturer's duplicate Ooh. content, does, exactly. does that hurt content that's on other pages that's not dupe, dupe content? So, uh, first off, Good question. thank you for watching, thank you for supporting, and great question. Um, I would like a little bit more information in regards to what you're asking, right? When you said, does it affect duplicate content on other pages, are you referring to other pages on your site, on that same domain name, or are you referring to other pages on different sites? Um, but I did do some research. This is not a, a, a foreign issue, something we've dealt with all the time. Yeah. And what I've come to find out is that Google, while they don't like duplicate content, matter of fact, they hate dupe content, they do give some leniency to e-com sites because e-commerce sites uh, by default are going to have uh, duplicate content when you have multiple products that are similar. The same manufacturer or even the same manufacturer description across multiple sites. Yeah, yeah exactly, because most uh, sites that sell products get them from the same manufacturer and that manufacturer usually supplies some sort of feed with the same size image. Uh, same image file name, same product description, same technical specs, and so Google understands that. What I would recommend you do is take your top five, top ten products, depending on how much time you have, 
and, and dedicate some time to rewriting those descriptions just to take advantage of not having that duplicate content. And if I understood that qu question, I think um, it, Google, the theory is Google takes each page independently. So if you had, a, you know, the theory being if you had 101 pages and 100 of them were dupe content and one of them wasn't, the 100 dupe content, especially dupe content because Google, you know, one of the challenges is somebody could uh, create, end up creating dupe content uh, on your website. So Google doesn't want to really, they don't really penalize you for dupe yeah, content. they just won't. They find what they believe is the original content generator and then remove the rest of them. What's up, Javier? What's up, guys? Yo. And then they remove the, the well, they don't remove them. They put them to the what's called the supplemental, so they end up showing at the very end of the results. So, you know, whenever, if you want to find your dupe content page, when you see one out of a million results, just go to page whatever. Yeah, one million and three. A hundred thousand. <laughs> and, uh, and then, boom, you'll find your content. Uh, that is not supposed to affect a separate page that does not have dupe content. That's the theory. Um, we'd love to have some more, you know, we'd love to have some more information on that. Um, but that is the theory. Now, uh, side note, things I have noticed, though, is that if other pages on that same site tend to rank very well, then usually your product pages that contain that duplicate content will probably outrank other sites that also have that content just due to the uh, fact that your site has pages that rank well. La yeah, link trust factor. Trust faster, exactly. Link trust. Hey, uh, remember you can stalk us. Uh, there are a hundred ways to stalk us. I'm going to mention four of them. Because <laughs> I don't know the other 96. Um, you can go to... The other uh, 96 are actually being worked on. Yeah, we're working on them. We're working on them. Yeah. Uh, you can actually find us at uh, YouTube.com slash... eWebStyle. Twitter.com slash... eWebStyle. Facebook.com slash... eWebStyle. And e-podcast uh, <laughs> at... e-webstyle.com. <laughs> I got <laughs> myself on that one. Um... Okay, so here we go. This is question. one last little piece of news, and then we'll jump into some questions. This was um, this was very, really interesting. This was in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Google's iPhone tracking. Uh, it turns out that uh, Google and probably uh, Bing and Yahoo and uh, a couple other search engines were there was a way to bypass. There's a setting in Safari where you can say I don't want people to track what I'm what I'm doing, what I'm seeing, mm -hmm. and there was a way to bypass that setting. So, uh, you know, the news is is Google was actually uh, um, automatically <laughs> view automatically using that hack uh, to view information of his, people who are searching. And you know, Google's getting heavy into mo mobile, uh, the largest mobile browser right now, sir, sir, Safari. So, mm -hmm. um, it, it, very interesting. I'm sure that Apple will have that hole plugged uh, soon. Speaking of mobile browsers, and we talked about this before, I, I, I'm still baffled as to why Android does not have a default Chrome, Chrome browser. browser. Yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. that's another topic, another discussion, another they should, podcast. They should almost uh, just whatever with the default browser should just, just be, be called Chrome, like just Chrome Beta, and then everyone will be Chrome like, oh. mobile. I mean, you know, yeah. A little bizarre. All right, uh, so here's a couple questions. These are a little long-winded questions, uh, so bear with us. Uh, I own a small business that provides non-medical in-home caregivers to el to elderly people in their own homes, and we've created a website for that business. We have a services page on our website that describes those caregiver services. That services page is optimized for the keyword phrase "caregivers in San Diego County." We publish blog posts three or four times each week. Each of these blog posts contain useful information, good 
mm-hmm. and is optimized for some they va- do. <laughs> yeah, uh, for some variation of one of our targeted key phrases. All of which are variations of wording, com- wording combining descriptions of what we do, with mentions of the cities and our service areas. We do this because we believe that people would search for such phrases. For example, uh, we optimize for caregivers in Oceanside, and the phrase of the next one might be personal attendance in Vista, uh, two cities in the service area. Uh, we could create one or two internal links in the body of each post back to the earlier described services page with anchor text. However, that's where we have the question. Should we create those internal links with anchor text that matches the targeted keyword phrase of the blog post, such as personal attendance in Vista, or should we create them with anchor text that matches the target keyword phrases of the services page, caregivers in San Diego County? That's an easy one. Anytime you have anchor text, the anchor text needs to be relevant to the target page. Right. So, if the target page is caregivers in San Diego County, then that that's the anchor text. text. Even if it's well, especially if it's on a page that's targeting personal attendance in Vista. So, uh, so the the really short answer is always make sure that, in fact, ideally, the title of the page that you're sending it to. Uh, and that's the keyword the title. Keyword title should yeah. also be, or uh, the I meant meta title, should also be the keywords that you use in the anchor text that goes points to that location. <coughs> so there's that one. Yeah. So uh, something else to add to that because you'll probably get tempted to add multiple greetings and hey, <laughs> internal links. <laughs> you'll probably be tempted to add multiple internal links uh, to that page. So take advantage of maybe changing the keyword. If the first keyword is caregivers in San Diego County, then later on in that text, maybe the next paragraph or the paragraph after that, use uh, another link, internal link to that page and call it San Diego County Caregivers. Uh, That way you can have two variations of that key phrase going to the same page. Excellent. So that was a great question. Thank you very much. I can't remember who it was who posted that question. And I'm looking at my second question, and it seems to be quite identical to the first question. <laughs> I, had, I had emailed it to you to include in the podcast, so I printed the email and then went to the website. And was like, oh, here's another question. So, yeah, uh, we need some work. But on it was our, just your email. <laughs> yeah, we, we need a little work on our production personnel. Alright, so check this out. So um, last week we talked about content. And so I do want to get into some content. I found an article um, on SEO uh, Search Engine Journal, um, the, the site that I frequent. And um, they had a pretty good topic on there called uh, Nine Audiences Your Content Marketing Should Address. It was written by Melissa Falk. And so I read the article. I agree with a lot of stuff she said. And so I figured we'd present it to you guys. And uh, we'll be quick here. Um, she, Smith, she starts off saying... Um, that you know there are nine people who your who your content on your site should should focus on who should, who it should target and um the first one that's there oh it is <laughs> thought I was hearing myself twice and I was <laughs> uh, visual learners and so visual learners are exactly what they sound like they learn from the things they see in sales they learn from you know graphics videos charge photos and things like that. And so um, I think about this podcast. This podcast you're watching right now, for example, uh, we is a video. You're either watching it on Ustream, at Ustream.com, or it's embedded on our site. Uh, frankly, when we do the blog post, um, it should be embedded there. Yeah. And so uh, we heard it should, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, that, that's, that's for our visual learners. 
Um, she also talks about uh, auditory learners. I can give you a great example on visual learners, and we've al we've always had a good balance uh, balance here. And this is going to be quite typical, I think, of an internet marketing company or or just a web development company. They are two different kinds of companies, mm -hmm. uh, and that's your graphic designer. Uh, typically, is going to be more. They want to see a graph. They want to see you know really yeah. short stuff. And and I'm a reader, so you know I, we always have been able to find this good balance between uh, making sure that the the graphics and the images are really engaging, and then that the content is sufficient enough so that I'm to, you hold, know, your to, yeah, to yeah. hold my attention. Yeah, I think you're like number seven on this list. You talked about you too. Uh, number two was auditory learners. Auditory learners are influenced by what they hear. Uh, videos also work for auditory learners, um, but it just can't be in boring video. <laughs> um, so I think um, we, we kind of take a different approach to auditory um, learners, which is what makes us the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes, is uh, we actually strip the audio, upload the audio to iTunes, and that's what gets downloaded like 7,000 times a week. And so that's the number one is repurposing our content. Right. Number two is giving these auditory learners a way to absorb our content and actually um, appreciate it. Um, the newbie. <laughs> Speaking you, of appreciate it, mm -hmm. go onto iTunes, yeah. create an iTunes account, write a review, and then send us an email so that we know that you wrote a review and we will give you a punch in the face. Yeah, that's a good thing. Don't be scared of the punch. <laughs> uh, the newbie. The SEO or social that they found your site or blog. Make sure your content is clear and easy enough for the newbie to understand, but it also has to have uh, related posts that are crucial and very influential. So get them a chance to learn from you and create trust. Yeah, this is that person who visits your site, um, who who really doesn't know about the industry. They're probably researching to do business with someone, and they just they're almost scared. They're new. And so you want to make sure your site is appealing, is informational, and that they can it can build trust. When targeting them, don't use the big words in the first paragraph. Yeah, yeah. Don't scare them with, yeah, executing the penetration. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That won't We're work. experts in SEO, PPC. We concentrate on your ROI and your CTC. You know, you don't yeah. want to. That, that, yeah. yeah, that Not will a good bounce. Look. Let's see here. The second, uh, this will be the fourth one. The fourth one is the the intermediate. This audience knows things and they have a good grasp on the subject, service, or product. So this is your person who who probably has done some SEO if they're visiting our site. Um, they may have done some web graphic, or frankly, it's probably a business owner who tried it themselves. And so they've learned a little bit. They failed. They won't made some successes. And so now they're coming. When you're dealing with that sort of person, you want to make sure your content definitely captures what they're looking for, um, maybe even include some of the buzzwords that, that they're accustomed to hearing, but also answers any potential questions um, that they may have. And a USP is a little more important in that situation, Definitely. especially the way you describe somebody who's tried it themselves uh, and then has come come back. You've got to you know distinguish yourself. Why are you, you know, why should I, I've done it. Uh, maybe it wasn't 100% successful, but I've done it, so mm -hmm. why am I going to pay somebody else to do it? And there's got to be some, some good, strong, unique selling uh, points, propositions Definitely. for that. I think about PPC management. You know, we get a, a several clients who say, I've done it myself. You know, I, I've made money doing it. I spent a lot of money, but I've made money, so why should I pay you 15% to manage it for me? Right. You know? And that's because you you wasted <laughs> yeah. a lot of money. Frankly, you yeah. know, I can go in and uh, clean it up for you, and and you know, with that fifteen percent, you'll still turn a better profit, most likely with the lower spend. Yeah, and so uh, that's why. 
focused on ROI. Definitely. Uh, the fifth one would be the expert. Uh, whether you have a blog or some, or you're selling something, the expert is going to scan your content first to determine if you even have a clue. Uh, I like experts, and then I hate experts uh, <laughs> because she's absolutely right. I'm an expert, right? <laughs> so anytime I get a post or I see content or I see whatever, yeah, I definitely scan it to see if they know what they're talking about. Yep. And so you're absolutely right. Frankly, uh, I don't think we market to the expert because <laughs> he's an expert. You don't need our service. Unless he's just tuning in for our Geno time limit and yeah. for entertainment. Or he's using our expertise to become an expert. Yep. Ooh, That's why he is that was deep right I there. mean, there's a hundred and <laughs> what, hundred and thirty eight podcasts now that for someone to become an expert. That was deep Chuck. I said something right there. Yeah. Let's see, uh the uninformed assistant. I like this guy. This assistant has to be told <laughs> to collect data on the subject, service and product, um, has no idea about it and he's just researching. And so this is the guy who he knows buzzwords, but he don't know what they mean. He's kind of the very similar to the newbie. Kind of, yeah, right. very. Except similar. he has no interest in the subject other than getting a paycheck. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So he knows he needs SEO. He has no clue what SEO is, how it works, or what it does. But he's looking for it. So this is the guy who you need to educate him real quick with your content, and make sure that he feels comfortable enough to collect that data and give it to. The, whatever decision maker he has to report to. And I would say, that, again, as an example, we're just using uh, uh, SEO as an example. This yeah. would apply to any, to any, any industry. Any mm-hmm. industry. Um, as an example, you know, our podcast can do can do that for that person who's researching. You know, they could, can, you know, uh, c- connect to it on iTunes, add it to their podcast, a couple rides into work. Now they know a lot more about SEO than they did prior. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, the boss. This audience has either been provided information by the assistant <laughs> or they research themselves. Uh, they compare data of uh, extremely informative and uh, an analytical thinker. And so um, with this person, your content has to be on point. <laughs> like you and can't, ROI focused. Yeah, really? you definitely yeah. have to highlight the benefits of using it, uh, why they should use it, uh, the features of using it, and make sure that it makes sense to them. And then they'll, at the end of the day, make the decision. This is who you want. This is the decision maker. This is the person who will who will pay for your services, whatever your services may be. Um, the pessimist, and we're almost done here. Uh, the pessimist um, don't don't trust anything easy. They quick to find problems. Is it the easiest way? The easiest way to satisfy the pessimist is to don't make a mistake. Don't have any misspellings. <laughs> right. right. Make sure your information is correct. Uh, make sure it's easy to find. Make sure that you do all the right things, like credit your sources or when we posting this, <laughs> you know. Right. So that way they can't say you can't give them anything to to create a fuss about. The pessimist is the one who will go give you a bad review for no reason. Right. Yeah. For a misspelling. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's see. And the last but not least, the hippie. <laughs> the hippie is often uh, dude. happy. Yeah. <laughs> dude. They're pretty happy. Life is good. People are good. The grass and the grass is a blessing. <laughs> yeah, I know you said the first time. I saw it. Because <laughs> they believe everything is good. They also they trust too easily. So it's important <laughs> to point out to this audience how to avoid typical and potential um, uh, problems. Um, good way to deal with the hippie. Let's say you are um, a, a a a granite countertop installer. 
Right One thing you need to point out To the hippie Because they'll probably Be looking at price frankly Is to point out Some of the things That could go wrong When you hire The wrong sort of installer Yeah Right You know The top five things To look out for In a granite exactly. rock insta- Installer uh, Installation company Yeah Yeah Giving them some things That they may not be aware of That they should look out for Unfortunately The hippie is usually The one who Who gets screwed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I mean because They just didn't know better Or they placed too much Trust up front Right And so you definitely want Want to you know keep them in mind now the the, the over oh, and after the last one the the hardest part of all this is um is addressing all of these different people in your content that's probably only 250 300 words and so um you have to play it safe i think you really determine who your audience is if you're you know who who your target is who 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 what type of clients are you looking to get who do you want to come to your site and then you know figure out which sort of person that is are they audio are they visual you know if it's a entertainment industry then it's probably audio and visual right right um, if it's something that's more analytical or medical even then it's probably somebody who's reading a lot or yeah. doing a lot of research and so determine who's coming to your site and then you know create your content accordingly yeah, so this article was Nine Audiences Your Content Marketing Should Address, and it's by Melissa Fash, F-A-C-H. That's fine. And it's on Search Engine Journal, so go check that article out. We will add that to our Facebook page Definitely. Uh, to give uh, proper credit while credit is due. That's a great article, great concept, yeah. and a great way to break out what a hippie's all about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the grass is a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> um, any blank stare today? Oh, I got some blank stare. Right. I got a little blank stare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yours was a sore blank stare. Yeah, that was yeah, super like, sore. Uh, Hit yeah. the weights yesterday. Uh, got crazy blank stare. Netflix. Again? Yeah, Netflix okay. again. So Did they just change their whole pricing structure no, again? Well, kind of. <laughs> They're backpedaling. Remember, at first, they tried to merge uh, DVD and online streaming. That's what caused the price increase. And they split it. Then they split it, but they didn't change the prices. So now, they let DVD go back to its original pricing. (laughs) They lower the price for DVD, and they're keeping it separate. They're not forcing you to try the online streaming. Ah, okay. And, yeah, my blank stare to you guys is because uh, you should have known that. You should. Have, there are two types of people. People who watch DVDs probably don't live stream. Yeah. I mean, you see what I'm saying? the crossover is probably pretty yeah, tight, exactly. narrow market. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah, y'all could have prevented this mistake. Well, there's a thing called market research, right? <laughs> and you're not, you know, smaller companies tend not to do market research because they don't have the budget. You guys have the budget. How hard would it have been to, uh, to you know, to, to, to do some market research on this? And the other thing is, you know, w- there is one challenge with market research, and I, I was reading this in that book, Four Hour Work Week, uh, where if you get, you know, ten people in a room and you say, all right, who would buy this product at this price? And nine of them may say yes, and you go, hey, I got some in my car, let's go get it. Yeah. Right? It's a different thing. So maybe they did do market research, and maybe the market research was, hey, if you get DVDs, would you try this? Would it be worth $5? Oh, yeah, that sounds reasonable. And then they get a bill that's $5 higher, and they're like, ah, I'm canceling. Mm-hmm. Right? So you, you know, maybe it was just a, a situation where their market research did not. Did not it was application. They forced it. All of a sudden, you have a higher price now. Instead of letting me opt in, inherently a bad plan. <laughs> the higher price. Cool. So that was it. Other than that, oh, check out Mobile One on One new SEO oh, yeah. video. 
Uh, my shout out to uh, Heartland Mobile Council and everybody out there. What's the uh, easiest way to find it? Um, go to theseorapper.com. Um, search Mobile 101. Matter of fact, it will be the first post there. Cool. Um, you have been listening to the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes. Uh, that's because of you guys all out there. Hey, we have like five countries in Africa now that have downloaded our podcast. <laughs> I almost said something. I appreciate it. <laughs> I just didn't know how to say it, so I didn't. <laughs> uh, so it's pretty, it's pretty cool, all spread out throughout Africa. So we're hopefully, I mean, we've hit all of the uh, inhabited continents already. So now we're going for, uh, you know, at least one listener in each country. So uh, that's cool. Thank you guys for listening. Again, go on to iTunes, uh, especially if you're a UK listener, Australian listener, frankly, any listener outside of the U.S., when you send us an email at podcast at e-webstyle.com, make sure that you tell us what country you're in because iTunes separates reviews per country, so we will never find your Mozambique review. Uh, unless in, we know about it. Unless we know it's in Mozambique. I've actually got to change my iTunes setting to Mo- Mozambique, and then I can actually see that review. So um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, until the very next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. I'm Charles Lewis. Bye bye for now. Slightly raised up eyebrow high.